Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Tales from the TARDIS podcast. Today is going to be my commentary of Doctor Who series 10 episode 5, Oxygen. So without further ado, let's uh, get uh, started. I've got my copy of Oxygen loaded up on BBC iPlayer and we play in 3, 2, 1... <laughs> Love that they start off with that line. And just turns a little bit worse. Lovely looking space station. I think that suits are really cool. Especially the visuals from inside the space looking out. And I just think they look really who I already realise are probably about to get killed off. more likely they were just going to die from lack of oxygen. Didn't realise what was uh, coming for them. Conveniently, you can't hear it. And then he sees the helmet. Now he's let them in, hasn't he? Of course he has. Lovely little cold open there, bringing us into the start of the episode. And uh, now I cannot wait. It's back back what it used to be, really. But, you know, you don't even see the Doctor or his companions until after the credits. And I was really looking forward to seeing how 
Matt Lucas would be in a you know longer role uh, in this episode, written by Jeremy Matheson, of course. This is fourth episode he's had writing duties for. another sense of how many people <laughs> attend the lectures <laughs> I can really see the doctor is really going fast here <laughs> yeah, don't expect the doctor to tell the truth, which it no longer. Reviews. Uh, how very modern, Bill. Like that one. <laughs> Do we use... Oh, no, not that thing, Jim. Distress call. Because, obviously, the doctor goes wherever there is trouble, doesn't he? Fluid <laughs> link. I will go on about my love of fluid links, possibly in my review, but obviously, fluid links not even been mentioned since the first Doctor's time unless you listen to Radio Free Scar which is another terrific podcast far better than this one well far more experienced at least so uh, either the Doctor's 
change the TARDIS so I don't require every fluid link. Or the Doctor was just lying all along about them. If you want to see more fluid links, go and watch the second ever uh, story in Doctor Who, which was the, the Daleks. Space, proper space, space station. I when they pull back, I think this shot was in the trailer. That shot of the space station just looks absolutely amazing. There's someone in there, but he doesn't look too uh, alive. Yeah. I see Bill's issue. I also wish they'd just agreed with Nardo and gone uh, back in the TARDIS. Of course, then we wouldn't have had this magnificent episode, but you know, what you gonna do? <laughs> Four. First time Bill's seen someone in real distress from the moment she sat down there, obviously changing her opinions. And 
course the doctor wants to go and investigate. Interesting how the Twelfth Doctor uses his new sonic screwdriver. You know, the way he'll scan and hold it very different to how the previous doctors would sort of almost that the thing was they would, you know, make jokes about how they'd wave it around like a magic wand, especially Matt Smith. Though I did always enjoy that. And normally only companions' mothers, but you know. And here we start to see how the big villain of this episode, Corporate. Yay. Corporate and zombies. Of course, corporate zombies, that would have been interesting. And then they're going to be cut off from the TARDIS because that is of course the Dexter phase of a good base under siege Doctor Who story whether it's on land water, in space wherever it happens to be first thing you do is you cut the Doctor off from the TARDIS force him to stay and help it's only natural Okay. Oh, the sun. 
I liked that sonic screwdriver. I really hope he gets another one. Otherwise, you know, I hope he gets one that's another one that looks the same. Because otherwise, that's a real uh, marketing ploy if they're going to bring out, you know, a second twelfth Doctor Sonic, or really a third twelfth Doctor Sonic screwdriver. Because he did start off using Matt Smith's old green one. I was quite liking this, uh, the new blue one. I've had mixed uh, feelings about the Sonic sunglasses, but I'm sure I'll make those known at some point. But essentially, it was that uh, when, you know, in small doses they were alright, but when they were being used, you know, almost more than the Sonic screwdriver, it was starting to be people didn't like the Sonic screwdriver because it, the doctor would just use it to get out of anything. But now, when he was using the Sonic sunglasses to do it, it when I sort of had that effect. <laughs> it's a lucky... so lucky a guess, or a bit of a hope, from the Doctor. But of course it was going to happen. It may sound like I wasn't the biggest fan of this episode. No, I, I was. I just uh, think the plot of this may be lacking in some areas. Nothing against Jeremy Matheson, although I do feel that I am very hit and miss on his uh, episodes. I mean... He wrote Mummy on the Orient Express, which I absolutely loved. He wrote Flatline, which I was in the minority that I didn't think it was this amazing episode. Um, and then, of course, he wrote, with Stephen Moffat, he wrote The Girl Who Died, which I thought was a very good story. Um, so, you know, it's with, with some people, I, you know, I don't always laugh at every episode, but... Good uh, advice there from Nardo, I'll just keep reading. It's better move quickly. <laughs> I wonder if that's a deliberate Scooby-Doo reference, or just... Coincidence, because I really can't think of anyone else called Velma. Maybe Jamie Matheson's a Scooby Doo fan. safe for now
He's very blue, isn't he? <laughs> I do love that. We just had a couple of episodes ago. The nice where Bill was worried about racism. No, she's been called it. Um, uh, I do absolutely love that. And um, little another little use of the psychic paper there. I do really love how it's uh, being used. <laughs> Yeah, you know, time and space. That's funny. <laughs> I'm the doctor. Oh, I was waiting for a big, long speech. You know, when that line's come up before, we put you in charge, the doctor just goes off on this big, long rat on the doctor run. However old he is at that point, I'm going to save your lives and everyone else's. Very interesting measuring it in average breaths. I think it does make it quite cool, really. Interesting, I wonder, because Nardole's essentially a robot at this point. Does he need oxygen? Because of, or is his the head of him still a you know technically organic component because it was still the head of his original body, but Nardole put him back together as a robot and just I'm assuming that that means his head was you know, still, still organic, and therefore that is how or why rather he still needs the oxygen. <laughs> Roll credits. 
problems, are we now? Right, getting through that door. They're coming. Yeah, that doesn't seem too bad. Now, given that they're all rushing, they're probably breathing far more than 40. And there as well. Oh, and he's gone. I mean, geez, they could have called him Hal, even. They sort of, you know, put it out of your pocket and snaps in. Good to see another sort of side to Bill in this episode. A bit very nervous in this base under siege. Still, still very new and it really comes through not really been anything as difficult as life threatening Nervous person is beautiful. This is where I would have thought Nardo is mostly a robot. He would probably be most likely to survive without his helmet. And she's safe for now.
<laughs> How convenient. <laughs> Although, given that they did just take one of the original survivors, you would have thought by now that it would be part of their mapping system. Uh, it's funny because my sat nav didn't recognise a new road recently. too much for the side characters in this. <laughs> yeah, but it normally works. <coughs> He's the doctor. 
He's from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Gustavus. And he will do anything in your power to save your lives. the only side character I really cared for and they killed him actually to be fair I almost cared for the uh, two characters in the uh, cold open Bill being resourceful even if she is basically a zombie at this point Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Jeez. <laughs> well, that does help him. I was waiting for him to go reset button. But no. It's far more than revenge. It's the doctor, even blind, having just potentially lost his companion, he's still thinking. You really get the sense here on this viewing that the doctor really does do it all to save the day. It's quite excellent, really. I did. That's one way to um, sack everyone. Then the torch has really fired up in this closing so much into action. As you can tell it's been going on in head. And then you really see the doctor's plan and this ending. And of course Bill's the first one through the door. <laughs> and the doctors always find the right word just in time to save himself.
<laughs> How nice. Yeah, so well, I almost forgot he was from the opening. Very nice episode in the in the end, really. This. <laughs> what another? <laughs> no one has faith in Robert methods. Alright, you are. Yo, yo. Really is being the voice of reason. Maybe they are sincere. And what a great cliffhanger there to take us through into the next episode. I've really enjoyed that episode. I will be recording my review of it after. And yeah, it just cliffhanger pulls you in, makes you really ready before we of course see the uh, very interesting next time trailer. Really. Do spoil it a bit, but you know, How's he going to save himself? You know, the Pope. 
Did get his Sonic back and just show Missy because you know you're already spoiled that John Simpmaster was going to be in this series, so why not spoil Missy's going to be in next week's episodes? BBC really seemed to be conscious that these spoilers would be leaked, and that's why they've been sort of putting them in at the end of their trailers. But I really think that you should just trust and hope that fans don't spoil it because there had not been any talk about John Sim apart from when it was put in that trailer of course we knew Missy was back at some point in the series but I at least for one didn't know she was going to be in next week's episode and of course now she will be um and I cannot wait for that. I think the Doctor being blind in the episode is just going to be really interesting. And I can't wait to see how they handle that. And of course we've got, you know, the Pope. Because why not? Um, but yes, so that was my commentary of Doctor Who Series 10 Episode 5, Oxygen. Um, I will, You will hear me next in my review of this episode, which will be out at some point after this episode is out <laughs> uh, you please leave a like comment and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes you can find me on twitter at tales underscore tardis and via email at tales from the tardis podcast at gmail.com i will see you next for my review of this episode and then next week with my commentary and review of next week's episodes. Until then, I've been Scott Summers, and this has been Tales from the TARDIS Podcast.